Hello, this is Mark Almagro, Editor-in-Chief of Portfolio Magazine. This is the Portfolio Podcast presented by YPO, Young President's Organization. YPO is the global leadership community of more than 30,000 chief executives in 142 countries who are connected by the shared belief that the world needs better leaders. Today, we're going to cover yet another useful and interesting topic, designing better customer experiences. And who better to walk us through this than Kenny Power, co-founder and chief executive officer of digital design agency Rebel Owl, an independent design firm that, as they state on their website, works at the intersection of business, creativity, and technology to bring exceptional experiences to life. Kenny Power, welcome to the Portfolio Podcast. Thank you very much, and thanks for having me. All right. We have a lot of things ahead of us, I mean, to, to, to cover. So let's start right away. Professional history. Where was Kenny Power a decade ago or, or, or longer? Yeah, I started my career in this organization, which was you know, a marketing and advertising firm. Um, that used a lot of data to, to determine how they were going to run campaigns. Did you go to school for a marketing degree? No. I did mechanical engineering at university. Oh, right. And um, Interesting where it brought you. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, a lot of my class was, well, they, they, were, they went into financial services. Um, you know, the, I think people liked the rigor of being able to look at business problems in, you know, or look at you know, issues in a different way. Yeah, um, breaking them yeah, down to their yeah. smallest components and then putting them back a bit more efficiently, right? So a lot of them became programmers or analysts, pioneering work at the time, right? So, at and again, time. this is where, you know, banks were trying to get advantages around, okay, you know, how can we use mm. um, the, the power of computers to better predict what's going to happen in the future, analyze existing trades, those mm. sort of things. Um, and I bumped into a guy who was running a, a marketing agency which was looking at similar things, right? Which was yeah. saying, how can we use data to better um, design and execute marketing campaigns? And so... You know, Previously, probably unheard of in, in that area. Or yeah, it was super starting. early. It was super early. It was reshaping it, right? And it was, and it was allowing us to do um, much more advanced um, analytics. Mm. Um, it was helping us to do segmentation. Um, so we'd have to take all this, all this data that's coming in from these different places, consolidate it all, and then mm. uh, try to make sense of it, right? And then, and then have it so that it could be used in a campaign, right? So a lot of it was direct mail campaigns, you know, the, the stuff that would come in through your letterbox. Mm. So one of the things that would happen is that, you know, we would be running these tests. We'd constantly be running these tests. You know, what if we used this offer to, you know, this particular city, and what if we had different offers to, if it's somebody's male or female, right? Um, yeah. Things like that. We were doing all these individual tests, um, but at the time... It and you would, were already compiling data. And we were compiling data. So, time. yeah. And we were collecting all the responses as well and yeah. consolidating them. And so what you could see is, okay, you know, these are the tests that we're running. Here's the results that we're getting. What do we need to change? You know, what's working and what's yeah. not working? Um, and I found that, with, you know, it became really, really interesting. And we started to do more and more advanced work on the data side. Mm. Um, we used to break our computers all the time. You know, you can imagine, you know, sometimes we'd be running something, it would take two days for, <laughs> for, for the algorithm to run. <laughs> Even then it was slow. It was slow and annoying, right? <laughs> um, but every year, 
you know, computing power advanced, right? And this is the whole kind of Moore's law thing, you know, where every year, you know, the computing power would uh, would improve and costs would drop. Mm. And all of a sudden, you know, something that took us two days would take us two hours. Yeah. And then it would take us an hour, right? So powerful tools in your hand. Really, really powerful tools. And it was using technology to say, okay, you know, how can we do this in a much mm. more efficient way? And that's really where we kind of started off from. Um, so, you know, did that for a few years, built a team up in London. Um, we were doing, you know, the business was doing really well, mm. you know. So we started off, when I, start, when I joined this particular company in London, we probably had about 15 people. Um, after five years, um, we were probably up to about 600. And we had offices all over the world. Mm. And I was feeling a little bit left out because I'd never been asked to go to visit one of the other offices. Okay. <laughs> so all over. So we, had, we were across Going Europe. different markets. Yeah. Yeah, so we're across Europe, we're in the, in the Americas, um, Asia, and then we even had an office on uh, Bondi Beach in Australia. So. <laughs> now I know how you felt. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, unfortunately, I didn't get to Bondi. Um, I, I was sent to Singapore, and uh, I, I didn't know anything about Singapore at the mm. time. Um, to work on a project. To actually. work on a project, yeah. Okay. So it's, I came out here to work on a project for six weeks, and... I just found it really interesting. You know, there, were mm. the, there was a ton of opportunities. The, you know, the region was buzzing. There's a lot of regional and global headquarters of companies. This was in the late 90s. Um, yeah, even then, you know, it used to be a competition between, kind of, as it is today, uh, between putting your regional headquarters in you know, Singapore, Hong Kong, and sometimes Sydney, right? Yeah. Um, and so you know, we, we decided to set ourselves up here. Um, you know, the, and the business worked really well, you know, so I had this opportunity as I'm working on this project, I thought, okay, you know, let me go and talk to a few other companies to see if they'd be interested as well. Mm-hmm. So in this yeah. point, it was, you know, the, the, the penetration of the, the kind of internet was still pretty low, but there was some buzz building around it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I read it in a magazine somewhere. I spoke to my boss about it to say, hey, there's this thing called websites. He had his next meeting was with a large telco in the, in the UK. And um, he said, hey, we're the only agency in London that does websites and sold them a website. And at that point, what did you have? Nothing. We just read a magazine article to say that you could do websites. It was a bridge hand. (laughs) Basically, basically. (laughs) Yeah, so so, and then, you know, we scrambled to, uh, you know, to work out how we could deliver this. So one of the first things we did, we went to a newspaper, the Evening Standard, I think it was. And there was an ad in there for a guy who was training people on HTML. So the next day, we were in his course, sat there for, for a few hours, decided he, you know, he knew what he was talking about, and uh, we hired him. You know, we brought him in and we said, okay, you're going to work with us for three months. Teach us. Teach us how imagine. to do this, hands-on, um, while we're building this thing for this telco. Yeah. But um, it's technology, but at least I'm sure you have an idea where you're headed or where you're going to apply it to. Yeah, I think it was, and this is where it became really interesting because, you know, this is this, um, this idea of saying, right, you know, in addition to technology, what we also need to do is, you know, what's the purpose of a website? Yeah, exactly. And it was convincing clients to say, Hey, listen, you know, what you can do is you can tell your story. It's, and the original websites were often just digital brochures, you know, this is who we are, and this is what we do, and blah, 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 right? And, but, you know, nobody had those. Yeah. And they felt that they needed to show 
that they were on the cutting edge by having a website. So when I came to Singapore and we were doing this project with uh, another telco, um, you know, knocked on a few doors here and said, hey, you know, we're, we're building websites. And all of a sudden, you know, we had companies like HP and Compaq and mm. uh, Singtel, right? Wanting were, to hear more. Wanting to hear more, but also wanting websites. So all of a sudden, you know, we had all this work coming in and I would be offshoring to London because I didn't have much, uh, enough resources here. I mean, yeah. We didn't have the talent yeah. here at that time. But, you know, the business really took off. You know, all of, all of a sudden we're doing some really, really cool stuff. Um, but we were making way more money in London. So my boss asked me to go back to London and uh, yeah, take care of the team there. When I got back to London, I was um, standing at a train station. There was horizontal rain. It was cold. And an announcement came over the, you know, the Tannoy thing to say, the train is delayed. And that was like, okay. This is it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done, with, <laughs> I'm I'm done yeah. with this. I, I want to go back to Singapore <laughs> where it's warm. Um, I, need, sure I need the sun. <laughs> I need the sun. <laughs> And the uh, public transport and trains and buses and everything else like that work much more efficiently. So mm. I came back to Singapore. With trepidation, I imagine, because what was, what was available to you then? No, it's, 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 there was a, um, a very forward-looking leader uh, working okay. for a large marketing agency, you know, global American marketing agency, who was, who was looking at this space, you know, the whole kind of data and what they called new media at the time. And which wasn't as crowded as it is today. It, is de- it was definitely not as crowded. This is when, when I was working for this American firm. You know, so this is, this is a big global firm. And what we did is within there is um, we, we brought in this amazing talent who I spent two years learning from. Right? You know, so you know, what they did, how they do it, their processes, um, how they talk to clients, you know, how we could get a much more kind of ex- you know, complete solution mm. delivered to at the time, some of the biggest brands in the world, you know, so we work with Procter & Gamble and Citibank and Ford and companies yeah. like that. So it was amazing. It was really, really exciting work. But the dot-com crash happened um, back in 2000. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this business uh, decided that strategically that they were going to move away and go back to their traditional roots. And what we were doing on the data and technology side, you know, they, they weren't that interested anymore. Mm. So they asked us to, you know, to downsize it, and as we were downsizing it, I kind of downsized myself, um, and you know, started to look at okay, you know, there's an opportunity here. I started up my own company, mm. so I joined forces with a few friends, and we created this amazing business. Right, so you know, we spent six, seven years um, with this with this organization in Singapore, where starting off in in Singapore. Um, working again with these kind of regional global headquarters of these of these major brands, mm. expanded out to China, and we created the, you know, one of the first um, wholly owned foreign enterprises in one of these wow. you know, digital zones in um, yeah. in Beijing. Yeah. Uh, opened up an office in Shanghai, opened up in London, um, and then in Palo Alto, we had a lot of clients in the technology space. So you know, we opened up an office there. Okay. Um, and you know that that business. Um, we we were small, we were agile, we were hungry, mm. um, and we were doing amazing work. You know, the, the, the team that we were able to put together at that time, we were just doing amazing work in this space where, you know, we called it the measurable marketing company. Right? Okay. And the idea really was, 
you know, whatever dollar you spend, you know, we'll show you the return that you get on it, right? And so it put a bit of pressure on us to make sure that we could show that. But, you know, my, my history in working with data in the past, you know, you could, you could show that. You know, you could go back and show the impact of you know, how a new website um, could, was performing versus what you had before, right? You know, how if we introduced a new element in there, if that would drive, you know, more sales. You know? Mm. And there's all these little pieces that we were doing. And, you know, the, the, the business, um, we were not afraid to take anybody on. One of the things we did is, you know, we pitched for the, the Singapore Airlines business. <laughs> and... Um, that's, I'm that's sitting in this one. room, yeah. And we're sitting in this this briefing room, and all the big boys are there, right? So the tech companies, the okay. consulting companies, the other agencies, and then there was us. Let's take a break right now, and then we continue. And when we return, we'll talk about the you know taking on the big boys. The world needs better leaders. Become one at YPO. For over 70 years, YPO built a trusted community where chief executives connect to solve both personal and professional problems together. 